So our producer, Maverick Peters' dad, Scott Peters, was a heck of a high school wrestler, and he wrestled every day with the same guy, and they both made the state tournament. That guy was Jack Coslin. He's the owner of ServPro of Beachwood. ServPro of Beachwood is the industry leader in flood and fire cleanup and restoration, and they serve all of Northeast Ohio. But they're also short of staff. They're looking for team members. And if you're willing to work hard and help homeowners and businesses get their lives back in order and work with a former state qualifier, seek out ServPro of Beachwood. They will provide training, support, and of course, benefits. So if you're looking for that good entry-level position, seek Jack Coslin, the owner of ServPro of Beachwood at serveproofbeachwood.com. Jack Coslin, thank you. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Welcome back, everybody listening. I've got on the line with us Jeff Breeze, the head coach at Lake Erie College and new signer of Sam Partain, my boy from Chagrin Falls. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. How about you? It's great. I, you know, it was the first. It's the first Chagrin Falls wrestler to sign for probably two decades. So you got a good one there. Yeah, great freaking character guy. Like, uh, you know when guys on the team are trying to tell you, like, hey, you need to recruit this guy, that, right. that you have somebody that's going to fit in really good when uh, when guys are going out of their way to say, yeah, you should uh, you should make sure this guy comes here. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, w- the biggest thing that I try to coach is great humans, and he definitely is. He comes from a fantastic family. His mother is going to run a 100-mile ultra marathon in, like, like two weeks. I mean, that's... Oh. I know, right? That's <laughs> insane, right? I mean, God bless her. Christine, his his mother, is just amazing. So, uh, yeah, you got uh, my captain, Sam Partain. And, you know, he uh, he was two points away from making state last year. He was our alternate. So it was the first time we've had a four-match four win uh, district in 20 years as well. Um, so it's it's been – he's really set a lot of uh, the bar high for a lot of kids, and have been a, he's been a great role model. So – you got a good one there, and I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah, we're we're excited about him, and we've had uh, we've had guys in the past that are a lot like Sam, and that you know they were really close in high school, but maybe hadn't gotten over the hump sure. uh, early in their career, had good senior years, and then like really flourished in our program. And we had two guys in the round of twelve last year in NCAs that were one time state qualifiers in Ohio. That's uh, awesome. That's not normally the. Uh, you know, the, the credentials that you put out there when you say this guy's going to be an All-American, but we, we've put guys in that realm. We actually had a guy that became an All-American last year that was a one-time state qualifier in Ohio. So, yeah, you know, when we when we know the character's right, I, right. I get way less worried about the credentials. I, I know where we can get somebody if, if the work ethic and, and the type of person's there. So um, that's, that's one of the things that makes probably the most excited about Sam is just Man, I, I seriously haven't talked to a single person that was like, oh, this isn't the greatest human being in the world. Right? So, <laughs> well, you I mean, definitely have you the know, pillars, the right? a little bit high for him because everyone has told me how great of a human he is. That's right. He really is. He's a great kid. Yeah, you got the foundation. The pillars are there. So, And, and you know, it's interesting. I had an opportunity back in 2009-10. I went back uh, on staff at John Carroll, and they hadn't had an All-American in a few years. And there was this kid named Ben Adams who never even made the sec- made it out of the sectional in Michigan. And this kid just worked his tail off. He was, a, I think, a fifth-year senior. He's, clear, he's, he's currently a Presbyterian minister. 
And this kid just did everything right, worked his tail off. And, you know, I, I was uh, uh, part of that coaching staff and really on, on Team Adams. And he took eighth in the country. And let me tell you, that was like him winning four national titles. It was the most remarkable accomplishment. It was just fantastic. So it can be done. It's not typically the trajectory that happens, but it can be done. And I'm glad to hear that you you are doing that, and uh, particularly at Division Two. And so tell me a little bit about your history. I mean, you were over at uh, NC State uh, uh, at the uh, uh, the training center, correct? Yeah, so when I was at NC State, I've actually been at NC State in various different ways. Uh, okay. Uh, across across the board. I actually wrestled at NC State. Okay. Um, and, and I kind of have the weird trivia question of I was, like, the only person to have wrestled for Coach Guzzo, wrestled for Coach Jordan, and then worked for Coach Papalizio. Oh, wow. So, wow. Wow. Um, I love so it. So I, I spent a lot of time there. My role there at the time was director of operations. So okay, I, I was on staff in in the sense that I worked directly for NC State, but most of right. my hands-on wrestling side was was through the regional training center because as a director of ops, I couldn't be in you know the normal three thirty practice. So I, I had right. a lot of um, a lot of freestyle workouts. And, okay. And individual RTC workouts and things like that, um, but was very Gliz- much was in the center of, um, I guess what we'll call the transformation. It's been transformed for a little while now, right? Um, but at the beginning, when we were trying to trying to make the culture change at NC State, um, I was there right right from the jump with that. Well, Gwiz definitely changed the culture, I guess, right? Well, I mean, Coach Papalizio changed the culture. Well, sure, Coach sure, Gliz yeah, yeah, culture, but, yeah. But, but you got to have that lead dog too, right? Yeah, Gwiz <laughs> was the catalyst. Yeah. To to have those results early on to bring other believers on board. Sure. Right. Like yep. getting Gwiz was such a such a huge deal, um, because there was a guy that knew how it was supposed to be done right. from the jump. Yep. Um, and that he believed in Coach Pop enough to come with him. Kind of that made a lot more people believers re- really quickly. Yeah, and I and I had a I had a touch with uh, the Wolfpack back in the day when uh, Valvano came to speak at an organization I was involved with heavily, and uh, what what a what a magical run that was, and I'm sure that's uh, part of the lore that is still there. I, I would imagine. I, I play the my bags are packed speech almost every year right love around it. the end of the season love my, it my bags are always packed love it i love it yeah well what a man and uh you know i just got chills thinking about it and i uh, had had the honor of seeing him i think probably about a, a couple of years before he died maybe a year before he died it was like 1995 uh so uh, and i had the op the honor of having as a as a relative jerry tarkanian um, who oh, was, wow. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I had a lot of, particularly in the nineties of that rich uh, NCAA tradition, but, uh, having said that, so what, what, dro- what, what drove, drove you or, or drew you to, uh, Lake Erie college and, and, and D2 and, and tell me a little bit of, because you've had a phenomenal, almost a meteoric, meteoric rise, um, particularly with, you know, you got at Notre Dame College in your back, backyard. So tell me a little bit about that, and uh, I'd love to see what, what the plans are. Yeah, so, I mean, this could be a long answer, so you might have to rein me in a little bit. But, That's okay, um, I'm a coach, bro. I mean, one, go, go, go get it. <laughs> one, one of the things that honestly, that drew me in right off, right off the bat is honestly just 
location and location on two fronts. One, I, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, so okay. to have an opportunity to be back closer to home, yeah, um, was was a really big deal to me. It was a really big deal to my wife. My wife is actually from Iowa, but okay, um, gets along great with my family. Um, she knew I wanted to get closer to home. She was on board with that. So, first of all, significantly closer to home. So that's part one of location. But okay. part two of location is if you have never been to this area, or maybe even if you grew up in this area, maybe you take it for granted. Yep. But we're like 10 minutes from everything. We're, sure. we're 35 minutes from downtown. Right. Um, we're, we're a three-mile drive to the lake. We're two wow. minutes to the river. I, we have one of the biggest suburbs in the state, not even five minutes down the road in Mentor. I live yeah. on the other side of campus, and I live literally in the woods. Um, love it. There's everything right here. And that is very extremely unique for a small school. Yep. Um, and, and I don't say this to beat anybody else up because everybody's got their challenges and everybody's got their pros and their cons and sure. But I've worked at a lot of small schools outside of my time at NC state. You're normally either in the middle of a city and you got to fight to park every day and your campus is high rises or, like, you're really pumped to go see the subway on Friday night because that's the only thing within, like, 45 minutes of town. Sure. Right? It's, it's, it's a really unique um, situation that we're in here at Lake Erie as far as location. So when I walked on campus mm-hmm. and first started, like, looking around, I said, wow, we could really do something here because this is, this is super unique. Yep. Uh, and then on top of that, um, I mean, you, you'll know, you've been in coaching forever. Very rarely – do you get to just inherit a good situation? Normally yes. if they're hiring a coach, yep. it's because there's a brand new program and you got to build it from scratch or you've been historically bad and you're, you're being brought in to fix the problem. Particularly there, there in was, our sport. Yeah. Particularly in our yes, sport. Yeah. There, no doubt. There really was no problem here. We've always been good at wrestling. There's yep. things that I wanted to implement to make us better and, yep. you know, better on the academic side and maybe a little bit better on like the, the cultural side. We've always been good. I, I mean, I inherited a team that started the preseason my first year, ranked 13th in the country. Yes, indeed. Like, they just right. handed me the keys to that. Right, so right. So that, that's not something that you get every day, so that was extremely appealing. So you add all of that together. Mm-hmm. Now I'm close to home. Yep. have this amazing location, great place to live. Oh, and we're going to win on day one as long as I don't screw it up. Right, and plus you've got a pretty good. We can get a team trophy. Right, that, that was pretty appealing. <laughs> plus, you got a pretty good backyard to recruit from. I mean, Absolutely, and not bad wrestling in Northeast Ohio. So, absolutely. You know. So, I mean, it was that part of it was definitely a no-brainer as far as the Division One versus Division Two, II, Division sure. Three, NAIA. I, I love coaching wrestling. Yep. I don't. I don't really care if uh, they they put a picture of me in the corner on the big 10 network or not. I love coaching wrestling. Love it. Um, I love the idea of getting to run my own program and, and be kind of the visionary sure. of things. And so I get a lot more latitude to do that here than, than I would have at, at a lot of other places. Okay. Um, and, and I run my program a lot like a D one. We just happen to be a division two. Like there's not a lesser standard sure. or, a, or a lesser expectation. Like I want to put guys on world teams. I want to put guys on top of the podium at NCAs. We've already had guys become all Americans at U 23s and things like that. Awesome. that traditionally most division two schools don't do or don't, 
spend the time to worry about. Yep. Uh, and so I kind of look at this as a, we're like a small microcosm at this, at this small campus where I can run my program the way I want. And I don't really care what the, what the division is whatsoever. I love, I love, yeah, I love that attitude. I tell guys, listen, like you're, you're not going to come here because of the t-shirt that, that, you know, the Lake Erie logo is not going to be the reason you come here. Mm -hmm. Um, you're not coming here because you're going to get all the like glitz and glamour that maybe you would uh, go into the Big Ten, but you're going to come here because it's the absolute right fit for you, and yep. you're, we're going to get the most out of you here. Um, and we don't care. Like We recruit against D1s all the time, and we sure. win some of those battles. We lose some of those battles. But the guys that know the fit here and know the culture here, like come here for culture, not for the T-shirt, not to be able to brag at the barbecue. Yep. Maybe someday we'll be that place that you're also bragging at the barbecue about about us. Um, but but right now you come here for the culture and what you're going to get in the experience more so than like, hey, someone got to screenshot me on TV last week. Well, you know, I, I hear you. And I, I had the uh, the absolute honor of being the GA uh, for under Tony DiCarlo at John Carroll University back in 1981, 82, 82, 83. And Tony easily recruited D1 talent because John Carroll was the fit and they were national champs and they were perennial and they, they still are doing pretty well. D three, uh, Mark Haywell's done a nice job, you know, re revitalizing that program. But I also have 40 years ago, a love affair with Lake Erie college. Cause I coached as a clinician and a coach at Gene Weiss's school of wrestling, which was held every year there. And Gene Weiss and the Weiss family are wrestling royalty, Jewish wrestling royalty. And I know that because I coach Tommy Weiss and I'm good friends with Doug Weiss. So I love that college because that has a very fond memory for me. That's awesome. I, yeah. I, I didn't even know about that. Oh, yeah. Gene Weiss, uh, absolute legend in our sport. Uh, was a state champ at Shaker Heights High School, but also was on the boxing committee, uh, boxing federation. He was on. He was a Maccabea champion. He was on the Maccabea Games Committee. And he had a he had literally the first wrestling uh, clinic slash camp slash lifestyle, if you will, out in Lake Erie College in the 70s and 80s and uh, early 90s. So uh, you guys are famous for that. That's awesome. Yep. I just learned something new. Absolutely. Look him up. Gene Weiss, G-E-N-E -E Weiss. Fantastic guy. But having said that, so what are the, so, so you know, you guys are ranked now. What? you're? I think you're in the top 10 now, aren't you? No, not quite. I think we started the preseason uh, 13 or 14. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, right, right in that, right in that mix. I mean, we uh, we always tell people it's pretty unique to Division Two. Yep. Um, but but like literally one or two wins, one or two guys winning an extra match sure. at NCAs can take you from thirteenth to like second. Sure. Um, you know there there's a little bit of a, a barrier to entry to that top two right now. That's been the same couple of teams for the last couple of years. Yep. But uh, but outside of that, like. Uh, you know, we had four guys in the blood round last year. Wow. Had we won two of those matches instead of just one, I think we would have been, like, ninth in the country. Wow. That's um, fantastic. You know, had we won three of those, we probably would have been, like, fifth in the country. So, wow. we're right there. Um, yep. And so are a lot of other people. Like, you know, you, you got to be self-aware to that, that there are a lot right. of other people that are right there also. Mm -hmm. But we're, we're right there. Um, and I think uh, we were able to recruit well that 
we're not going to be right there for just like a year and then we got to start the process over again. I think we're in a place where we can kind of keep things, keep things rolling. Um, we got some pretty good guys in the room battling for spots right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I got two questions. What's your wife's name? Zoe. Zoe. We love Zoe, right? She's got to support you. It's a tough job to be a college coach in our lovely sport, right? Yes. Okay. So, Very much so. <laughs> so we love Zoe. And number two, why should I come if I'm a 18 year old or, or even a 17 year old, why should I come to Lake Erie college and wrestle for coach breeze? So I, I think honestly, if, if you want to come here and, mm -hmm. and I, I kind of start with why you shouldn't come here. If you okay. want the, like I said, the glitz and glam, this isn't us. You want yeah. shiny flashy things that that's, that's not going to be us. Right. If, if you want to have the, uh, you know, the traditional college good time, so to speak, we'll put it in those PC terms, we're probably not the right place for you. You probably right. shouldn't come here. Right. Um, if you want to be part of a culture that traditionally year after year is trying to be top 10 in the country athletically, top 10 in the country academically, and uh, is chasing down a conference title every year, you know, you get might get a, a ring all four of your years here. Wow. Um that is that is why you should come here. And then on top of it, especially if you didn't grow up five minutes from campus, yes, and you're two three hours away. Yeah. Now we go back to the location that I talked about that nobody else is gonna or very few places are gonna be able to match the variety of things you have to do around our campus at a place that's our size. It's a hell of a and, triple crown, Jeff. <laughs> you gotta you gotta be okay with small. Sure. And we don't look at our small campus as as a bad thing. We actually look at that as a tremendous benefit yep. it's not for everybody you know sure. the fact that you can wake up five minutes before class and still be to class on time love it is a, is a huge thing to me yep you know i went to nc state and mm -hmm. i love nc state and kids are going to continue going to nc state but i had to take a bus to get to the center of campus to walk 20 minutes after i got off the bus and if yeah. it was raining that day yeah. i had to debate whether i was going to class because i was going to be soaked by the time i got there yep so there's there's complications at bigger campuses that we just don't have yes. that can make your life a whole lot easier and you can focus on the, the things that you primarily came here to focus on. Well, you yeah. sold me. You sold me. That's a great answer. So I'm going. Well, too bad I'm 64. I can't do it. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> anyhow what we're going to take a break, Jeff. Fantastic first part, and uh, we'll be back. We're going to pay homage to our sponsors and uh, want to talk to you a little bit about what blood time means. This is Coach Cimarroni with Coach Jeff Breeze from the Lake Erie College. Um, what is the what is your what is your moniker? Just we're the storm. The storm. I remember. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it on the logo. The Lake Erie College storm. We'll be right back. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. It's Coach Simroy. We're back now with Coach Jeff Breeze from the Lake Erie College Storm. I, I love that. I know that now. Um, having said that, uh, 
Jeff, you know, everybody um, uh, in, in some form or fashion has that blood time moment. Uh, that person or that philosophy or that combination of people uh, or organization that really inspire that athlete to become something greater. Uh, sometimes it transforms the coach as well. Um, was there any moments or moments or people or peoples or organizations that did that for you? Yeah. Um, I got probably two or three that, that really jump out. Um, we can hit on as many as we have time for. But sure. The first one I remember from, from really pretty young in my life. My, my dad was a, was a junior high wrestling coach, then a okay. high school wrestling coach, currently actually a college assistant at, at Washington and Jefferson College. So mm-hmm. the coaching thing kind of runs, runs in our family, and the wrestling thing very much runs in our family. Um, but I was, I don't know, probably nine or ten years old, and I got, I got the benefit of going to junior high practice every day because that was called babysitting in my family. So <laughs> of course. I was at junior high practice every day, and we're behind, we're, you know, went to a youth tournament the weekend before. I got beat pretty bad, and, and I remember being kind of a whiny, cryy kid, uh, even when I was winning, but especially when I got beat. Okay. Um, and, and I come into practice the next day, and my dad's trying to work on stuff with me. And, and again, I'm kind of being whiny and cryy and he he just looks at me like really matter of fact, he goes, listen, you don't have to do this. Right. If you want to be good at this, I'm trying to tell you what you need to fix. And if you want to stop crying on Saturdays, these are the things you need to fix. So you can either start working on this right now Yep. and try and fix it. Or you can leave, but I'm not going to deal with you sitting in here crying because people were trying to help you. And, wow. like, that was the light bulb moment for me. Um, obviously, I didn't just transform into an amazing wrestler after that. Right. But that's, I mean, I'm 37 years old now. I was sure. nine when this happened. I've never forgotten this. Oh, my. All right? And, and so that that made a huge difference in the wrestler that I became and, and a lot of how I think about how coaching sure. works to this day sure. was that moment when I was a little kid whining and crying because it was, it was hard work to stop an arm bar and people were running arm bars on me in practice and I didn't, you know, I could yeah. either learn and yep. figure it out or I could stop, but we weren't going to just cry about it for the rest of our lives. So I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. I love it. Um, well, that's definitely part of your DNA. So yes. that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> you don't have to think about that. It's, it's, it's who you are. What's your father's yeah. name? Jeff Brees. Jeff. Okay. Jeff we love senior. All right. Mr. Senior. We love him. All right. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> I think a second one, um, and this one's just more on like a personal level. It really doesn't have anything to do with wrestling, but it also <laughs> happened because of wrestling. Sure. Um, a teammate of mine at, at NC state, his name's Jason Gore. He's now, uh, a pastor as well, but mm-hmm. he he brought me he brought me to Christ, and he brought me to Christ oh, wow. at a time when I, very much my entire life revolved exclusively around wrestling. And I had just torn my ACL. I'm seven okay. and a half, eight hours away from home at college. Tore my ACL early in my freshman year, and was convinced that my life was over basically sure. because I hurt my knee. Um, and so. Not only just him bringing me to Christ, which is obviously the, the highlight of the story, sure. but just the way he interacted with me and and helped me continue to find ways to have value of what my what my situation was. Yeah, um, 
at NC State at the time, I mean, that was also absolutely life-changing. And I, I don't know where I would be today with without Jason Gore just happened to be in my life, right? He yes. Was just, he was put there to be something for me. He was never an incredible wrestler. He was good, obviously a college wrestler, but he right. was never like an All-American or national champ or any of those things. But that man's value on people's lives is just unbelievable to me. Um, uh, he was a national then, champ in life is what he was. Right, yes. You know? And he, he's, a, you know, continuing to change lives to this day, like I said. Yep. He's a pastor in the church. Things come full circle. The church that he got me to go to when we were both students, he's now a pastor in that church. That's fantastic. So, and, and that church also, you know, my very best friend from – from college still goes to that church to this day. So a lot of little connections, uh, you know, that all kind of come back to this interaction with Jason Gore. I love it. Uh, and then probably the third um, biggest one, and there's there's so many little things in life that I've probably even forgotten along the way. Sure. Um, and I'm probably sure my wife has done something that I'm going to forget and she's going to tell me, hey, well, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's a good partner. She, that's a good partner. All right. I like that. It calls you out. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a good partner. My, my first year coaching at mm-hmm. NC State under Coach Papalizio. Sure. Probably the first six months, and, I, and I've told this story a couple other places before, but that, for the first six months there, yeah. probably couldn't have gone any worse oh, than, wow. than they did. Like yeah. every day convinced, man, this guy's going to fire me. He thinks yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm terrible at this. And what, what I came to learn, yeah, and basically because I, I, I basically just decided to call my own meeting. I said, Pat, we have to talk and figure yeah. this out. Yeah. Um, and we had this man to man conversation instead of me just living in my head and us having like yeah. tension. Yeah. Um, he had su- set such a high standard that I had, never dealt with before sure plus we were doing things at such a rapid pace that i don't think either one of us had had time to even think about saying hey that was a good job or thank you or hey i need you to do x y and z different to help me out um i had that conversation with him yes we've had a fantastic relationship from that point sure so the the idea of hey sometimes you just need to have the conversation and get it get it out of the way and it could have been like hey man you're terrible at this i gotta fire you and that could have been yeah that could have been my christmas gift for the year that he told me i was awful at it but right. instead we hashed out exactly what we both needed from each other mm-hmm. um and, and completely changed our relationship and thanks to that conversation it's probably why i'm still in coaching to this day and you know have reached whatever level of success i have had because I decided to have that conversation instead of just saying, you know what, I'm pretty bad at this. I should, you know, go do whatever it is else that I should be doing. Well, so I think that's a quant. That's a jump out big to me sure. from nine years old all the way up through adulthood. Yeah, those conver- those couple of conversations have, have shaped a lot for me. Well, that 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 conversation with with Pap was definitely a quantum shift in your adult manhood, and I and I love that because we we so. Don't do that. We just let things fester. We, we have fear. And, you know, by being a fully formed adult, by taking that responsibility of your own actions as well as someone else's actions and merging those, those together, you don't, become, you don't become arithmetic. You become quantum. You become exponential. And that's why you guys were so successful together as well as a program. That, 
and I hate to use the word transparency because it's become so trite, but truly that transparency, that understanding and that communication, I think is the key to great leadership. Yeah, it, it was, it was a huge moment for, for everything. And, and I think the program itself, obviously Pat was going to get the program to where he needed it to get. Sure. But as far as me helping that program get to where it needed to get, it provided every ounce of clarity that I needed. I, I know it kind of, it kind of boiled down to like, Hey man, this is your role and stop fighting your role. Yes. Be very good at what you've been asked to do. Yep. And, and I will, you know, I will take care of what I need to take care of. And, and that it, it shifted everything. And honestly, the things I got good at after that conversation are the reason I think I can run a program. Lots of people know how to hit double legs, single legs, sure. high crotches. Everybody that's in the sport knows a lot of technique. Yep. The things I learned because of what my role was at NC State are, are why I'm able to run a program now. That's fantastic. And so what is your leadership style, Jeff? So <laughs> it depends. Honestly, kind of depends on who I'm working with. Sure. If, if I'm being honest. But yeah. I, I tell all of our guys that at the very beginning of the year, that, listen, I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong way more often than I tell you what you're doing right. Okay. Understand it's because I very, very, very much care, and I, I've set a high standard for you in my head. I also am going to hire these assistants who are going to tell you what you're doing right all of the time to offset the fact that I'm never going to tell you what you're doing right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not quite that clear cut. Obviously, I tell guys when they're doing things good, but like my mind, like the way my mind ticks, I think of what we need to fix, not what we're doing right. Sure. Sure. Um, and so I tell them that from the jump, and then I tell them, like, everyone likes to say, like, nobody plays favorites. I Listen, I have favorites. The people that show up on time, the people that are getting good yeah. grades in class, the people yeah. that are working hard, the people that are seeking out extra help, I like those guys better than the guys that aren't. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. So I, 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 try to, I try to set really clear um, expectations. I think that's really important in how relationships work. If we both understand what we think we should be expecting from each other, and it's not a – this goes back to that Coach Papalizio conversation. Yeah. When I know what I'm expecting of you and you know what I expect of you, and then we do that and vice versa, we can get along really, really well. Yes. And we can have hard conversations if we have to because we both understand the expectation. When you have an expectation of me but you don't ever communicate it, you're probably never going to get what you want. Because right. I don't know that that's the expectation. Sure. So I, I think that plays a big part into uh, into how I how I work as a coach and how I kind of run the program. Um, but I, I'm also I'm I probably flex more to my assistant coaches than I ever do to my athletes. Sure. So um, you know a lot of two of my assistants anyway. We have a pretty big staff, and I'm very fortunate with that. But you two are. of our Assistants are graduate assistants. That's awesome. I have to flex to them way more than they flex to me mm-hmm. most of the time. Okay. They're doing class. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't know what I know. Um, you know, am I hard on them? Probably. Right. But I still flex to them and make, uh, I adapt things for them way more than I think they adapt to me. You want to the identify them? We'd love to identify them. Yeah, so the, the, the guys that we have on staff right now, Mike Mike Heinel, um, he was actually an All-American at Washington and Jefferson College. Nice. Um, for my dad, um, and real big wrestling family in Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. then Andrew Lieb um, wrestled for me for, I guess, 
three years here and now is in year two as a, as a graduate assistant. Great. Um, so he's been with the, the program for forever. And then uh, on staff this year, they've been here since I've gotten here, Dustin Porter sure. um, and uh, Andrew Bearden. Those, those have been the, the mainstays on staff. But, but those GAs do the brunt of the, like, day-to-day stuff that nobody sees or gets to appreciate. Yep. You know, Co- Coach Porter's a wrestling coach-only type of guy, and Coach Bearden does all the, you know, behind-the-scenes fundraising, organization, sure. business. Like, he and I are the guys that, that run that side. Yeah. The GAs are the guys doing the laundry and picking up the fourth workout on the day when a guy wants to catch a drill and, like, making sure the cameras are ready so we actually have film to, to you know, watch after the match, things like that. So all the stuff that, like, nobody gets excited about is the yeah. stuff they do day-to-day for hours on end, plus they're going to school. So God bless them. I've been there. Definitely have to flex <laughs> to them more. Yep. And if you ask them, they'd probably say they would like if I would flex to them just a little bit more than I even do. Right. But I flex to them a lot more where the athletes get a lot, I would say a lot less flexibility. Yes. Um, not that they don't get supported because they absolutely do. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the standard is the standard is the standard for them a lot more where the GAs are somewhere in that like, fully grown men versus like still a student. And so there's a balancing act that has to be struck with those guys. I agree with you hundred percent. And, and so we're, we're, we're winding down here because this has been a great conversation. I want to identify a few of your guys that are poised to do something special this year. Oh man, that's going to be tough. This is that question where I always leave somebody out and I feel bad when I get done. Um, well then, you know, don't. I, then don't then don't then don't then don't I don't then don't have that conversation here. Just say that we're looking for big things from the storm. Yeah, I mean, and we honestly are. I think we're gonna have a big mix uh, over the next couple of weeks where we're gonna have some guys that have been in the program for a while that sure. people don't really know who they are that are probably gonna break out. We have the the known quantities of of returners that were at the national tournament. Um, and, and people are going to see good things from them. They're trending in the right direction. And then I think we're going to have a couple of impact freshmen as well. Awesome. Um, which is usually the catalyst it takes to get over the hump, right? Sure. It's, it's yes. great to take three years to get guys ready. But when you can have somebody that, that adds a little bit of a spark that just got here, I, that's usually the thing that kind of gets you over the hump. You got your four or five guys that have, have put themselves in position, and then there's a young guy that just comes and takes it and says, well, I'm not going to wait. Yes, um, and I think we might have a couple of those guys that they're they're not going to be willing to wait, and they might just come take a spot. I love it, I love it. Well, good luck to the storm, and uh, I I like to leave the audience with words of uh, encouragement and uh, and courage, uh, particularly coming out of what we've come out of the last year and a half, and still face to some degree. And and as a coach, Jeff, I'm, I'm sure you have a few, so I'm, I'm going to leave it over to you and. Uh, leave the audience with something that uh, you'd like to say positivity-wise. Yeah, so the, the, I actually have this. I'm looking at it right now on my door, and I got this from a coaching friend of mine. Um, we were talking one night, both struggling, trying to balance, like, family stuff. And, like, you know, you always feel like you need to be in two places at the same time. Right. And, and, and he basically said, look, you need to be at peace with the work you've done, whether oh, you're leaving man. the house go into work or you're leaving work to go back home just be at peace with the work you've done and then wake up the next morning ready to go leave wherever you're going to be at peace with the work you've done he said if you can do that 
you've done everything that you can. And so I actually have this sticky note on, on the back of my door. So every day when I leave the office, uh, either remind me like, Hey, I got a lot done today. Be at peace with what you've gotten done. Or if I didn't get enough done cause I wasn't productive. Um, then I, and, you know, it's the encouragement to try and go home and do a better job when I get home and be at peace with the work I've done there. Well, you are far ahead of most and that's fantastic because my biggest word is serenity. And I like to live in serenity. And I agree with you. Be at peace, be serene, and also kick some ass while you're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the storm will. And Jeff, you've been an absolute pleasure to uh, discuss this with and have a good conversation. And I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, we've just had a fantastic conversation with Coach Jeff Breeze from the Lake Erie College Storm. Good luck to you and love to all. This is Coach Cimarroni. We are all blood. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com